And now we're all unfrozen. Welcome to another episode <laughs> of Media Monsters Podcast. We're not really frozen, but today <laughs> we're talking about the power of video. And so we brought on our video expert, Nell Tice. Thank you for joining us today, Nell. Thank you both for having me. I wouldn't Enticingmedia.com. <laughs> <laughs> yes, enticingmedia.com. That's E N T I C E I N G. Don't forget the yes. E. No, don't forget it. This is kind of different for us because this is our first official episode where we actually have a guest on. So if there's a little awkwardness, that's what it is. If you hear cold sweats in the middle of the interview, that's coming <laughs> from us because we're like kind of like the first day of school. You don't know anybody, but you feel uncomfortable. And then you're like, but wait, this is going to be great because we were laughing and doing just great before the camera started rolling. So today we're talking about the power of video and there's nobody that knows more about the power of video than Nell. And Nell, we're so glad for you to be here. Nell, just a little bit about Nell. Nell lives in Amish country. I'll let you figure out what state that is. There are a couple of them, but what I will tell you is that she has been producing our media monsters podcast to great effect. And I can't tell you how grateful we are. Like you've taken such a huge load off of our plate just in, you know, putting together an intro and outro without us asking and, you know, producing it and, and doing so with ease and making it such a simple process. But today we wanted to highlight you and we want to go a little bit deeper into who Nell Tice is. So an enticing media. Oh, that's scary. Well, I, you know, you guys are, you make my job really easy. And I, that comes along fairly often in this industry. However, you guys are on another level. You're so professional and how you do everything. And I think that when you can get on the same wavelength as far as the vision goes for something, I mean, that just makes the creative process that much, that much better and that much easier. <laughs> it's a great way to live and work, right? It sure is. It sure Always is. is. Yeah. So... Let's talk about like what what made you decide to get into video now. So, I guess I kind of have a little bit of a background in it, and I didn't even realize this until I was already fully immersed in it. My my dad had actually worked for a company called Silicon Graphics back in the early '90s, and Silicon Graphics was known for um, producing some of the graphic work on movies like Jurassic Park and Twister and, uh, worked with Pixar and, um, Spielberg. And, um, I'm not thinking of the right studio name right now, but, uh, it's, so he was already kind of in that world. And so I loved movies and specifically Jurassic Park and Twister kind of resonated with me because I was always a science nerd growing up. And I always thought, wow, this is really cool. I'm paying attention to computer graphics and how much they've changed over the years and all of that. I always had that kind of in the back of my mind. But I think that really in 2018, what happened was a friend of, of my husband's and, and I introduced us to a travel vlog on YouTube called Karen Nate. And at the time we were super into traveling. We were trying to go anywhere, everywhere as often as we could. And these videos we started watching, I thought, well, I can do that. That seems easy enough. I have iMovie, right? <laughs> Who can't use iMovie? So I started filming when we would travel and people were always asking, Hey, where are you guys going next? You know, we really love living vicariously through everything that you're posting on social media. And I thought, let's film. I'll learn how to edit. And I would just, I would come home from work. I hated my job at the time. 
And I would sit down and I would edit these videos for six straight hours. Kenny would have to come and tap me on the shoulder and he'd say, uh, are you going to eat dinner tonight? <laughs> are you coming to bed? And I would get so incredibly invested in what I was doing. And I was like, no, I- I'm going to spend three hours on this one simple detail. And it's got to be perfect before I even think about getting getting up from this desk. And I knew at that point that it was either unhealthy or I needed to start a business with it. <laughs> and <laughs> it was, I mean, it didn't take a lot of convincing for me to say, okay, maybe this is what I should be doing with the rest of my life. And that's pretty much how I got into video. And I walked into work one day and I said, yep, uh, here's my resignation. Didn't even plan on it. I didn't know what I was doing at that point, but I knew I was going to do video somehow. So let's pause right there for a minute too. What was that that not so great job? And that, yeah, and talk about the emotion. Like, how long were you there? What did you do? Because I think sometimes we all stay places longer than we need to. A hundred percent. I shouldn't have stayed any more than thirteen days. My first, but I was there for thirteen years. My first inclination that it wasn't the right job was when I was being micromanaged on how to do dishes. And to give you a little background. I was laid off from my job in 2008 as a loan processor for a mortgage company. I won't give you the name of the company, but that uh, CEO is currently in prison. (laughs) But uh, pretty much started the mortgage meltdown. So I was laid off. And uh, here in our town of Lebanon, Pennsylvania, that answers the Amish country question. My husband knew a couple that owned a coffee and tea company. And he said, this would be great. You love coffee, you know, go do this. And immediately I connected with one of the owners and they offered me a job as basically an administrative assistant. I worked my way up to the chief operations officer over, uh, I would say probably 10, close to 10 years. And over that period of time, there were a series of instances where I realized I wasn't in the best environment. I've professionally or personally, I won't get into any of the instances that happened, but it definitely created an environment where it was extremely toxic for everyone. And it really started to wear me down. My hair was falling out. I gained uh, 20 to 30 pounds in a span of probably two to three years. And there were just a lot of changes that were going on that didn't resonate with my morals. And 13 years later, I was in a meeting where something else had happened. And I looked at my boss and I said, I'm resigning. There was a voice in my head that said, do it, do it now and don't look back. So there was something, I, I don't know what it was in that moment, but I had been following some of the people that I now have good relationships with. Uh, the who are in my circle. I'd been following them for probably a few months because I'd worked with a business coach who was in the space. And I didn't realize the circle that I had around me at the time would be as influential at that point as it was. And that's what really helped me get out of that space and into one that I love. That's amazing. I love <laughs> yeah. it that I love it when like passion just like hits you like a brick wall and not, yeah. in, a, not in a bad way, in a good way, right? Where it's like, hey, this thing is trying to pull me out of this space and now here it is. Yeah. But you were I mean, ready you... And, and willing at that point to make that yeah. jump. 
Yeah. And it's, it's not an easy jump to make. And look, I don't have kids. Uh, my husband still works at that company and there's new ownership. There's a whole uh, new setup there now, which is great and uh, very needed. But when something is so consuming to you that you start to consider, you know, where is this taking me? I think you know the answer. Hmm. It's taking you where you should be going. Right. So lean. I wish that people would lean into that a little bit more. Speak into that where you're going, like, because where did that where did that video journey start for you guys, and how did that begin? Yeah. So honestly, we got to thank the pandemic. I know everybody says that, but we started our travel channel on YouTube at the end of 2019, which <laughs> is not a good time to start a travel YouTube channel. <laughs> I mean, we were like two, three videos in and boom, travel shut down. So I was still editing an iMovie at that point. We were filming on our cell phones. When the pandemic hit, there was really this question of, okay, cool. So now we can't do what we were trying to do on this channel. Do we keep it going or do we shut it down? And there was, again, there was something that happened where we said, we don't shut it down because, you know, in two weeks, this will all be over and we'll be out traveling again. <laughs> we'll use that two weeks to buy a camera, buy new editing software, learn every single piece of it, and then get back out on the road again. Well, we had a lot longer than two weeks to learn. So right. that helped. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. But we started making videos about anything and everything. Because we thought, okay, so even though we had this intention with the channel, we're in a situation now that is unprecedented. People aren't going to mind if we make a cooking video. People aren't going to mind if we make a video about how we use credit card points to get travel for free. So we can still kind of have the travel wrapped up into this and keep it going. You just limp it along and don't shut it down. You keep it going because everybody knows the one thing, the one key to success is consistency. If I had to pick one key, it's consistency. So you keep it going, you learn everything you can, and you come out on the other side glowing. Because now at this point, this was the end of 2020. We decided, well, we've invested all of this into all of this. Let's make a business out of it. So we set up the LLC for Enticing Media in November of 2020, I think it was, and started doing some side things, wanted to build up the portfolio a little bit. I did a wedding. I'll never do that again. <laughs> why, That's, why, why, why on the weddings? I'm curious. <laughs> uh, the pressure. It's the most important day in a lot of people's lives. And weddings are a different animal. They are so different. And I did a wedding for free. And <laughs> that's where I oh. learned. Nope, not doing it again. <laughs> well, that's, that's rule number one in business. If you're doing weddings, do not do them for free because yeah. there's a budget. <laughs> and nobody likes to see a crying bride on her wedding day either. And I've I've witnessed that. And it was rain. It was like she was doing mm. battle with God. I'm like, oh, okay. So somebody, somebody shouldn't be... You know, chastising God on her wedding day. I thought if I was good and faithful and prayed, then my wedding day would be perfect. <laughs> Ungrateful. So I don't blame you. Congratulations on on knowing 
what lane you're supposed to be in now. I mean, I that's, was, I was going to stay away from the stuff that you mentioned, but yes, that's a big part of it too. <laughs> that's a big part of it. Bridezilla's. Yeah. I mean, we're going there. We're just going to go there. Yeah. No, I mean, why not? Like, let's not beat around the. I understand not talking about certain things, but we need to talk about the things that are real because everybody knows and they're going, "Yep, I've been there. I just saw that in a movie in my head." Yeah. And you know yeah. that description of your experience at the workplace and that journey. I can see you and you know Ken, even though I haven't met Ken in person yet. Like, <laughs> I can see you guys going, "Hey, babe. Like, what are we going to do here? I don't know. I think we should learn everything we can. Let's go buy a camera. Yes, let's start a business. Right? I." Yeah. I see that in my head by the way that you tell the story. That's and, pretty much it. And and I love it because you guys are like, let's take a chance. I see the moment in the boardroom where you're like, you know what? I'm resigning. That moment of clarity that hits you. Mm-hmm. And you know, when I see people in person, that's what I'm looking for, like those impactful moments in their lives. Like yeah. what was the most impactful thing that they did recently? What was the decision that they came to that just kind of slid down off the plate like butter? right? Mm -hmm. You and I were talking and Jeremy were talking about video being an immersive experience. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what, how are you using it right now? Because I think a lot of people say, well, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go do this. I need to go get more clients. I need to really focus on leaning in hard on this, this, and this. We have a budget, we have a business to run. And some people just get detached from the artistry of it Mm -hmm. or the true love or connection of it. Then it just becomes something else. So, right. Like, talk on that a little bit. Like, where do you come from when you're engaging with people to decide if you're going to work with them or not? Yeah. So that's a great question. The marketing aspect, I mean, video becomes such a part of our business that we look at it as just another piece of marketing, right? I think that, of course, video expands way beyond that. So the biggest reason that people are doing business with you is because of you. There's no better way to highlight yourself than to create a video that is connecting with your target audience. And we can use all of the business terms. We can use ROIs and KPIs and all the fancy stuff. But, you know, let's just set up the camera and let's capture you. Let's worry less about, you know, how much makeup you have on. Is it the right color that you're wearing? Do these stripes make me look bad? I mean, I get it. You've got to be comfortable in your video and everything. But people come to me with these questions and it's like, are we focusing on the right thing here? I always, when I'm deciding to work with somebody, I need to know that they're number one, passionate about what they're talking about. Because if you're not, video is the quickest way to show that you're not. (laughs) Number two, do we share the same values? Are we doing this for the right reasons? You know, I'm not in the business of creating a housewives style TV show for you where we take eight hours of footage, chop it down, even though you're yelling at five assistants and calling them names and taking all of that out to make you look like a better person. That's not who I am. So if we're not on that same wavelength, we're not going to work well together. (laughs) So that's really, I mean, the values and, and the right reasons, all of that is really how I decide to work with somebody. And I would hope that somebody that is looking to work with me is looking for those same objects as well. I think that you touched on something important, which is like aligning yourself with people and clients that have mm-hmm. the same core values. Mm-hmm. Um, 
as you. It's always, always about the core values. And one of the best things, best pieces of advice that I've received on this entire journey is that not every dollar is a good dollar. Just because someone has the bank account to support what you're asking for doesn't mean that they're the ideal client. I would be way more willing to work with somebody that is that we can come to a negotiation on mm-hmm. to make something happen for you rather than somebody that just will throw money at the problem. That's not what video is about. And all that entire process will come through and everything. The camera does not lie. I hear that because I, I uh, in the studio environment, uh, that's the number one thing I always say. The microphone never lies. But I don't sound like that. Oh, but you do. (laughs) Well, I don't look like that, or it doesn't seem authentic. Well, again, the camera's not lying. No. And so that's, I love that. And you hit on something, and I don't remember if this was prior to us hitting record or after, but just like that power of video, like Mm -hmm. it's just, and you made the comment of like, it's second to none other than the real thing. And like mm-hmm. that hit me hard. It was yeah. Like you're right. Nothing. And we live in a 2D world. I feel like so much now <laughs> because <laughs> here we are. Right. We're in a 2D world. Right. Right we now, the three of us. But well, I mean, if you think about go, if you go to a movie, you go to see a movie in a theater. And I'll give you an example. I so I cry for two reasons. One, uh, I cry at weddings. Number two. I cry because something has gone horribly wrong in my head in our business. (laughs) I cry for no other things. I've been to countless funerals and that makes me sound like a very soulless individual and I have been called soulless. But if you put me, (laughs) mostly mostly by Kenny, but if you put me... (laughs) Marital confessions with no ties. This is a whole other podcast. On the next episode of What the Now podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How to be soulless. <laughs> you shut your mouth, Kenny. <laughs> you put me in front of a movie that inv- evokes emotion. I'm a blubbering mess. I Do you remember The Notebook, that Nicholas Sparks movie? Or, uh, well, it was a book originally. Right. Yep. Yep. It was made into a movie. My sister and I went to see it. Now, if you think about this, and I remember all of this, the circumstances leading up to my sister and I going to see that movie was me leaving. I had already, I told my parents that I was leaving Maryland. I was moving to Pennsylvania and I had already packed my things. This is one of the last things that I was doing before I was leaving my hometown and leaving my family. And so my sister and I said, all right, let's go see this movie. We loved the book. So we both go. There's no other room to sit than the front row in the theater. And I hate sitting in the front row. (laughs) So we're sitting there, we're watching this. And even just being that much closer to the screen, you just feel like you're in it. And I don't know if this is just me, but watching movies and things like that, I put myself in the situation i put myself in the movie i'm the one that's the re- that's reacting if the dinosaurs are coming at you on the screen i'm the one that's like <laughs> and all of the emotion and and everything i mean i was just a blubbering mess we both left that theater with our sunglasses on in the dark 
just absolutely sobbing because that's the t- that is the power of video. That right there is the power. It's it's everything that leads up to the actual moments and all of the preparation. It's an experience. That's truly what it is. You know, we each have, we all have that opportunity too, and I think this is a great it's a great way to really connect with people, right? And it's not just yeah. for business, but even you know, there's so many people watching. Naturally, as human beings, we're voyeurs. We want to see. We want to be. Some of us want to be in the room and in the action. Some of us want to just watch and see what happens, right? Mm-hmm. Cause maybe we're, we're more introverted. Maybe we're we we just want to be included, right? At the mm-hmm. end of the day, like humanity, whole purpose of us being here is for, to help each other. But when you're in those moments of sitting there by yourself, going, nobody's liking my stuff on social media. Nobody ever calls me. I'm going to tell you this, that people are watching you more than you think. And they're waiting to see if you're going to do something. If you want something to happen, Mm -hmm. make a video. You can make one like this and just say, hey, I just want you to know that I really appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Stick it in your stories. Post it on your Facebook page. Send it to a friend. It doesn't have to be for the public. They don't all have to see it. Video is very powerful. Very powerful. Insanely. And you can use it in every situation. Yeah. Every situation. I mean, from podcasts to television to movies to presentations. I mean, without video, what would the pandemic have been like? If you really think about it, that's, what would it have been like? That's we a had mic drop moment. No, no other means of connection besides audio. Mm-hmm. But as humans... We need that physical connection. And it goes back to video being the next best thing. Mm. See, I love that now. I love that because there's so much. I think when you have that kind of spirit and you take something like video, right? So I think sometimes video people and people that work in the audio space, kind of like me and Jeremy do, like we get treated like the wait staff, right? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. they... Oh, no, that's the videographer, or I've been at the weddings, I've been at the parties, I've been at the events, and no, that's just the drummer with the band, and it's like, oh, you mean the one that yeah. pushes the whole vibe of the event, the one that makes, uh-huh. that's just the DJ, right? I've been on the DJ side. It's like, oh, no, he's the fun guy. He's the DJ. He just loves doing it. He'll do it for nothing. But when yeah. you take that, what you're talking about there is artistry. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's yeah. that's yeah. the potential for true impact, and that's where impact is made. So absolutely. Kudos to you. Kudos to all of us. Kudos to the artists that are making it happen. The drummer that's pushing the vibe, the DJ that's making all the fun, the videographer that is capturing all of life's most important moments. That type of artistry is so undervalued in our society that's also a whole other podcast that we can get into. (laughs) But yeah, you're absolutely right. I've been in those spaces too, where it's, you know, and that's not to say that, look, without waitstaff, where are you, who's serving the food? Where are you getting? Are you all getting up and going to the kitchen, getting it yourself? Everybody has a place. Everybody has a purpose. What purpose are you serving? Wow. So if you want to be a true media monster. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're incorporating video in any yes. way, shape, or form you can. Yeah. 
Yeah. And you also Absolutely. have to know why. I think you touched on the most important thing was the why, because it's pointless. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just it's vanity, right? It's all vanity. If it if there is no why, there's no purpose behind it. There's no passion behind it. It's all vanity. <laughs> so let's give let's give our audience something to to put to good use, like practical tactics and strategies that they can implement today. So let's say all I've got is just my phone. I need to make video. I know I need to make video. Where should I be putting those videos? What what can I be using to make them look a lot better? Is lighting important? Let's let's roll. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the biggest things that I one of the biggest tips that I always tell people if you want to start doing video, you take a 30 second clip of yourself every single day on your cell phone. And take it vertically. You don't have to get into, you know, should I do the horizontal? Should I? First of all, well, okay. Side note, tip number one, if you are filming for short form videos, reels, TikToks, shorts, anything like that, always phone gets held vertically like this. Okay. If you're filming for YouTube for long form video, horizontal, always. So that's tip number one. Um, but take a 30 second clip of yourself every single day, talk about something you love and work on your enunciation work on, um, yeah. And so all of those types of things, and that will generally help the quality of your videos, um, less than here I go. Um, <laughs> the less cuts you have to make in the video, the better. So the more pre-planning you can do the better lighting. Yeah. Lighting is important. We talk about, we can talk about shadows and things like that. I, one of the biggest tips that I ever actually learned about video is from Oprah. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> so very short story. I was in Cape May, New Jersey at the beach celebrating a weekend with friends. And we were at a restaurant called Uncle Bill's Pancake House. Best pancakes in Cape May. Just an FYI if you're there. Uncle Bill's. (laughs) And we're sitting there. We're having breakfast. We're getting ready to leave. And all this commotion is happening outside. And all of a sudden, our friend says, hey, that's Stedman. And Kenny goes, who is Stedman? (laughs) I was like, wait. Stedman is an Oprah's? And he said, yeah. Oh, there's Oprah. She was outside with Stedman and her friend Gail taking photos. Well, long story short, there's a house that they have in Stone Harbor, I think it is, because he's from there. Anyway, the other friend of mine is a huge Oprah fan. She says, you have to come out with me. We have to get a photo. So we run outside. She's starting to make her way to her vehicle. And she says, no, come around this way. And So we were kind of alone and uh, capturing her. It didn't look great at the time. And she said, Oprah, will you take a photo with me? And she said, absolutely. So I pull my phone out and start to take the photo. And she grabs my arm and she says, use the light, honey. Use the light. (laughs) (laughs) Said, okay. So I made a mental note. The sun was shining at an angle on them, not directly but at an angle. And I thought, okay, I get it. I get it. So that tip I learned from from Oprah herself. (laughs) But uh, yeah, lighting make, there's all kinds of setups you can do depending on where you are. Never, ever, ever film in direct sunlight. Doesn't look good. 
Uh, the best hours are what they call golden hours. That's usually right before the sun comes up at dawn and right before the sun goes down at dusk. It's going to make your skin look the best, all of the coloring, everything, and uh, it just provides some amazing light that'll make your videos that much better. Focus on some of those things and uh, guaranteed you'll have quite a few high quality videos more so than some of the Instagram reels you're seeing now where nobody pays attention to any of that stuff. So, so here's my question. If I'm going to start my 30 second videos a day, every day, starting today, mm -hmm. the day we're recording this, cause I'm terrible mm -hmm. at video. <laughs> how long, how long before I get good now? Is it going to take me like three or four days or what, what does that look like? I would give it a month. I would truthfully give it a month until you're really comfortable because what it's really about is being comfortable on the screen because you can see when you're not. I mean, if you're, you know, stick straight like this and or your voice is shaky, you can tell if you've got some really natural movements going on, that's very human like almost next to real life. I mean, this is how we talk. We move our hands, we move our heads and we move our bodies. So being stiff and, and being able to tell that you are uncomfortable uh, certainly comes through, I think, more than anything on camera. So when you start to see yourself become more human-like on camera, that's when I'd say the, the going gets good. <laughs> I like that. You said like getting human-like. So what yeah. I heard you say was 30 seconds a day, not... Mm -hmm. 13 times 30 seconds a day, one 30 second video a day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Low stress. You don't have to work that hard. You can no. do it on your way to work, maybe not in the car while you're driving. I see too <laughs> many people do that. It drives me crazy. Like, isn't that a reason to get a ticket? Yeah. But be yeah. safe, be smart, but yeah. just do it 30 seconds a day and try it for 30 days. Yes. If you do choose to days. embark on that, Report back here. We want to hear what your progress looks like. Share yeah. it. Tag us. We would love to see it. You yeah. know, <clears throat> I think you just inspired a, a challenge, though. We should do that because at the end of a year, we could do that. Monumental Voice Media and Enticing Media and Media Monsters have 30-day video challenge. We could probably just go longer than that. If we're going to go, let's go all the way because at the end of one year, we'll have 365 videos 365 pieces of content that we can take and repurpose, right? You could go on for years with that amount of content. Yes. And that's, that's one misconception. I think that a lot of people, if I would leave with one thing, save all of your content and repurpose it. I, that's free content and content you've already made that you can redo somehow, splice it up and use me to do that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> send Nell an email. We'll put her contact information in all of the show notes and the in her links. Make sure you like and comment and make sure you check out her podcast. What the Nell also a great podcast. Thank you. It's fantastic. That voiceover guy in the beginning, he really nails it. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's the sexiest voice I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> if people aren't listening just because of that, that, I don't know what they're doing with their lives. <laughs> I was thinking about starting an OnlyFans and it's just me reading. No, it'll be clean. It'll be Pennsylvania clean. So like I might, we might have another job for you. So describe Pennsylvania clean. It's a big state. I'm thinking Amish, <laughs> but no butter churning. 
There is no Amish without butter. Oh, there's not Mennonites. By okay. the way, I love making my own butter. There, it's something. It's very therapeutic. Do you really make your own butter? I have, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's... making compound butters is so much fun. Ugh. Also, another podcast. Yeah, also another podcast. That's great. So OnlyFans gonna... making butter. That'd be fun. So. Oh, yeah. I'll read whatever you like. That's good. Now, thank you so much for being here with us. And thank you for, you know, being vulnerable and down to earth and sharing your story. And, Absolutely. and also, well, thank you. Talking about some real stuff too. And you left a lot of helpful tips. And what are the chances that like that one chance encounter that you met Oprah and she gave you the biggest tip of your career? I mean, who knew, but always be open. It doesn't have to be Oprah. It can be your neighbor. Always be listening. I think I learned that from somebody here on this podcast. Hmm. <laughs> Who was that? that? <laughs> always, always a pleasure. Even now. though we're talking about video, always be listening. Always be listening. You have two ears and one mouth for a reason. Mm. Very true. That's it no, for being monsters. Thank you. What? Thank you. Ha- very happy to be a monster. <laughs> Rawr. Rawr. <laughs>